We find ourselves today in a troubling scripture. It's the gospel of Mark, the 13th chapter, the first eight verses, and there are some people who are worried. I often think of us (laughs) when I read this text. Hear these words. As he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what a magnificent building. Jesus replied, you see all these buildings? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when all these things will happen. And what will be the sign that they are about to all be fulfilled? And Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. Those are the beginning of birth pains. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I speak boldly and courageously that which you've given me. And may we as your people have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alice McKenzie, when she talks about this particular text, says it reminds her of the little boy who wanted a pony for his birthday. He wanted and he wished and he told his mama and his daddy what he wanted. He wanted a little pony. And he woke up on his birthday morning and he looked out the window and he saw a pile of manure. When we listen to the gospel message today, it depends on what perspective we're listening with. Because the little boy, when he looked out the window, had certain things he could discern from that pile of manure. It's just like when we read the text today, a lot of people get caught up in the end of times theology and the end of times happenings and what's happening in our world and trying to compare them biblically with what's being spoken about in the Bible and what's happening in the year 2021 and how that correlates with the biblical text and how predicting what God will do. And we look through the window at a pile of manure because we're trying to play God. Because we're trying to predict because of the things that happen in this world. There's an earthquake in Odessa, Texas. Whoever thought there would be an earthquake in Odessa, Texas? Well, if you look around that country, they drill wells and they frack the ground. And no wonder that ground is unstable. It's an earthquake caused by the drilling. 
You see, sometimes we get so caught up in trying to understand who God is and what God's doing and trying to predict, predict what God's going to do that we lose focus of what it is God really wants us to have. God really wants us to have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Did you hear them when they finally got him away? He made this bold statement. They, they were admiring the works of man. Don't we admire our buildings? Don't we hold our churches on a different pedestal? Don't we protect that which we've built? Don't we make all of our churches be the place of glory? And there are sometimes sacred cows that graze in our church that can never be sacrificed. I'm just telling the truth. And what we really need to be talking about is Jesus. And Jesus reminds the disciples, guys, those bricks don't mean anything. This altar means nothing. Those rocks and that stone, that temple they built, it'll be, it'll be taken to the ground. It's not about the structure. It's not about the building. It's about an intimate relationship with God. And if you don't begin there through Jesus Christ, you're going to be lost as you walk through the signs of times. They couldn't stand it, could they? I mean, it happens. There's a... There is a James, John, Peter, and Andrew in every church. There's a James, John, Peter, and Andrew in every social group. Somebody, they're always getting together talking about what the leaders say, and then they want to challenge what they say. Jesus was made the Messiah for a reason. Because he knows. Because he was sent from God. Do you think Peter and James and John and Andrew were, were on the same level as Jesus as far as knowledge was concerned about the, the end of time? Tell me when that's going to happen. Can you tell me when that's going to happen? I want to make sure that I'm fortified and that I'm ready and that I've got everything right, and that all my bills are paid. I've got to prepare me. Did you hear what they're saying? God's saying God's going to do a good thing. Jesus is proclaiming that it, the work of God is so grand that even the persecution that happens upon the earth can't touch it. But we as the church, we get focused on going, oh God, when that's gonna, when's that going to happen? I don't want to be hurt. Well, who do you believe in? Where do you put your faith? If you don't want to be hurt, if you're worried about the ends of times, if you're worried about how things are going to happen, then don't be deceived. Isn't that what he said to them? They said, when's it going to happen? Did he give them a date and a time? Did he give them any specifics at all? All he said, it'll be all obliterated. Kingdom against kingdom, government against government, man against man, brother and sister against brother and sister. Parents will eventually, he'll say, parents, the kids will throw sacrifice to their parents. But I'm telling you, don't deceive yourself. Do not deceive yourself. Don't give up your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't get so focused on the minutia that's laying in your yard that you forget about the one who provides for you. We serve a God who is so big that God's going to love us and carry us through. God's already promised us. If we just believe in Jesus, we will be with God through eternity no matter what happens on earth. How many of us really believe that? How many of us really believe that? We're so caught up in paying attention to pandemics and government struggles and property rights and 
people's rights and all those things that we take the eyes off Jesus. Of course, we mask all those things as people of the faith. But what we're really trying to do is to maneuver things so that we can come against whatever's fixing to happen on earth and protect ourselves. And believe me, the talk's out there. I was on the phone just last week with a very, 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 very dear friend of mine. A friend of deep faith, a pastor of the cloth, a friend who's made influence in my life as a spiritual man. And we had this part of our conversation after checking up with each other, and he had to go there. Barry, you know it's near. I'm just reading the signs of time, and I just went, really? I called to check on you. I called to catch up with you. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the signs of the world and things are shaking and governments are corrupt and they're going against each other and wars are happening here and the ground shaking. <sighs> Can we talk a little bit about what Jesus is? Can we talk a little bit about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done? Can we talk about the world being deceived? Can we talk about the people who are hurting so bad they're willing to give up their faith because they want to follow what the world's doing? Can we talk about the people who redefine what it means to be a Christian so that it fits their environment instead of what the gospel says to us? Can we talk about the people who wanted to redefine who Jesus is? Can we talk, can we talk about Jesus? God wants nothing more than for us to be in relationship with Jesus. God has said to us, don't you worry. I know the hairs on your head. I know the day you were born. I know every gift and talent that you have. I know every pain and suffering you're walking through. I know every joy that you're celebrating. Why do you worry about when the end of times will come? Why do you worry if you believe you'll be with me? We can walk through anything. Did you know that? We can walk through anything if we believe. If we believe that we have a God who loves us enough to be present with us. When our world is falling apart, when our world is coming loose, when we think everything is chaotic and we can't hang on anymore, there's a God who's hanging on to us. Because we said we believe. And when you feel like you're distanced from that God and you want to claim all the empire stuff versus the love stuff, God's still hanging on. And it's not God who's moving. It's not God who's gotten distant. We get so focused on the empire that we forget to focus on the love. We get so focused on the voice and the news that comes across our TVs and our computers and all of our social media stuff, talking about the world and the way the world is. And we focus on the empire. God wants us to focus on the love. The little boy was so excited. He was so excited. He jumped up and he ran out and he grabbed a rake and he ran straight to the manure pile. And he began shoveling the manure. He began shoveling the manure. How many of us do that? We want an intimate relationship with God and the world interacts in our life and we see the evidence of maybe God in the world, but it's formed in the shape of dung 
and we go and we start shoveling manure. And if the little boy would have looked up, did you know there was a pony hitched over at the rail? Did you know the pony that mom and dad had heard his cry? Mom and dad had heard his wants. Mom and dad had heard what he needed to make his heart happy. And the boy focused on the manure. He ran and got a rake and began to shovel the manure because he knew there was a pony somewhere. That's what the story says. He shoveled the manure because he knew there was a pony somewhere. The pony was standing right there. How many of us get caught up? How many of us get caught up with our own manure piles? Thinking that it's going to lead the way to Christ. And God's already moved us out of that. God's already said, hey, don't get caught up in that. Do not be deceived. Don't listen to what they're saying. You're a good person. You are loved by God. You are going to be successful, whatever that means, in life. Because God's going to see to it that you are. You are going to know what true love is if you'll focus on the prize. If you'll focus on the relationship with Jesus. If you won't give up hope. Isn't that what we're talking about? We're talking about hope. Where does your hope lie? Where does your hope really lie? Does it lie in your own power? Does it lie in the power that provides for you in the government? Does it lie in the city? Does it lie in the county? Does it lie in your employer? Does it lie in the person you're married to? It needs to lie with Jesus. There's only one place God wants us to be, and that's intimate with Jesus. And really, it's our responsibility to lead others to that love. But if we can't figure out how to get past our own manure pile and not see where the pony's tied, then we're stuck. A friend of mine posted the other day, he said, be thankful for your past. Be thankful for your past. Any of y'all have a shaded past? I can raise my hand. Any of you have a big testimony of God? Any of you ever get caught dwelling on the past? Gosh, if I would have just done this differently, if I would have done that just differently, if I, why didn't I have the character I have now when I was 20? Right? Why didn't I have the wisdom I have now when I was 20? Because I had to live through my past. How do you think I got character? How do you think I got wisdom? And here's what he said. He said, be thankful for your past. Because your past made you into the person you are today. Your ability to endure your past and to learn from your past, if you did, made you into the person you are today. Your manure pile has made you into the person you are today. But God doesn't want you to focus on that manure pile. God doesn't want you to get caught up in your buildings. God doesn't want you to get caught up in your temples and your idols and the things that you've made in your life. What God wants you to do is not be deceived. Because the world's going to tell you, you remember when you did? How many of us have family stories? And we get together and you, what do we say? Remember when you, remember when you, I got all my siblings. I have three sisters and one brother growing up. And I got all my siblings whipped. My dad believed in corporal punishment. And I did something and then I lied about it. And he lined all of us up and whipped all of us. Do you know how many times I hear that story when the family gets together? 
There are, four, there are three other people who went through that story with me, and they got their hineys whipped too. And they remind me every time I see them, somebody has to say. But did you know that when I walked through my family's stories until I became a mature man, you know what? They never believed what I said. Because I was focused on my manure pile and trying to lie my way out of it. Trying to make it my world. Trying to make, out work, <laughs> make it work out best for Barry. Right? I didn't want to get whipped. But I thought if I'm going to get whipped, they're going to get whipped. And when I saw it happen once, pfft, there wasn't any way I was going to tell the truth. We were stuck in our manure, in the minutiae. You ever get there? And then you live there. You live there. Because you know what? It starts to smell kind of good. Because you get used to it. You get used to people calling you a liar. You get used to being the tail end of the family jokes. You get used to having the best family story. Right? You get used to making people laugh because you live in your past. Does God want you there? Does God want you caught up in that? How can God do anything new with you if you're shoveling your manure? Any of you have a dog? Any of you live in the country where you can turn your dog loose? And you know what the first thing a dog does when you turn a dog loose? You do? I can see you. He goes and he rows in a manure pile. Any of you have dogs that do that? My dog does it every time. I don't know what it is about dogs that makes them want to roll in something else's manure pile. Maybe they're closely related to a human. Maybe dogs are closely, more closely related to us than we think they are. Because we're not physically going to do that, no. We're not. But emotionally, mentally, we do it all the time. We don't allow ourselves to believe enough in Jesus that even when the buildings around us fall, even when everybody throws us back into our manure pile, God's already delivered us from that. And we don't have to stay there. We have a future. We have hope. We have a God who loves us and wants us and wants us to be intimate with us. I loved reading that story about that little boy. The desire for a horse to wake up and see the evidence and it's just manure and he got so caught up in the manure because his hope was that there was going to be a pony. I wondered this one thing. What happened when he saw the pony? What happened when he finally looked up because the hope was in the manure but he finally looked up and he saw the pony tied to his fence with his mom and dad standing next to him. I wish they'd have told that part of the story. What happens to us when we lose our distractions, when we lose our deception, and we focus ourselves on the God who's waiting for us? It doesn't matter when this world's going to end. And the signs of times will happen. And the scripture has said to us that no man knows the time nor the hour. And that means you can't do a stinking thing to prevent it. 
the only thing you can do is walk away from your manure pile and walk towards Jesus and stay, fake, stay focused on the hope that you have in a relationship with the one who has made you new. Your manure pile's been cleaned up. It's been put in the wheelbarrow and rolled out. And God is standing there with open arms saying to you, come, stay focused. Do not be deceived, for I am with you always. Amen and amen.